0: And I will have experts, agencies, and professionals give us step by step instructions you can easily implement. What you're listening to will be actionable steps you can do today, no strings attached. And then you will see the results. So, without further delay, let's get into our Monday morning marketing episode. Hey, Joshua, well talk to us about SEO. How can we utilize this, or what advice, suggestions, or methods? can you give us that will actually help us attract new patients through SEO? Well,
1: first, thanks so much for having me back on, Michael. For the listeners that didn't catch our previous Monday morning marketing episode, my name is Josh Hampson. I am the founder of Hampson Studio, and we are a creative studio that helps gentle practices build long-term brand equity and increase appointment bookings through branding, messaging, website design, and development. So today, I want to talk a little bit about what is SEO, Why is it important for your dental practice? The steps to take before getting started with your SEO project, some SEO fundamentals, and how to maximize your local visibility, the importance of consistently creating relevant content, and maybe, if we have time, uh, how to track your progress out of your SEO campaigns. Awesome. All right, let's dive in. Yeah, to get started, um, what is SEO? Really, in the simplest terms, it is the process of optimizing your practice's website so that you can improve its visibility on search engines. Nine times out of 10, we're referring to Google here. And the goal is to place number one or close to that number one spot on Google in your local area, so that patients can learn more about you, your practice, the services that you do at your practice, and then ultimately book an appointment with you. A lot of people ask, why is SEO important for my practice? Once again, at its core, SEO is about getting found. When searching for a new dentist online, um, 75% of people will never go past that first page of Google search results. So it's super important that you place at the top or near the top. Otherwise, patients in your area may never even know that you exist. And um, even in that 10 to 20 spot, as I said, people may never go past that first page, so we wanna make sure that we're ranking as high as possible for as many keywords as possible so that we can get found by potential patients so they can book with us. One interesting little stat is for one of our dental clients, search makes up more than half of their appointment bookings. So wow. super, super important to have a solid search profile. <laughs> and a lot of folks think SEO can seem a little bit scary to start, right? But really, when you boil it down, good SEO is good user experience. And so we'll talk a little bit more about this uh, in a few minutes. But this includes things like quick page load speeds, answering common questions that your patients have with compelling and relevant content that speaks to them. And finally, making it easy for patients and Google robots to find the right information about your practice, what it is that you do. And ultimately, once again, how to book with you. And the big elephant in the room is other dental practices in your area are already implementing SEO practices in their day-to-day marketing activities. So it's important that you do the same. The longer that you put off your SEO project, the harder it will be to compete. So extremely important that you at the very minimum are taking care of the fundamentals. And then as your practice grows and you become more established, have more of that marketing budget to spend, important that you start to hit, you know, that second, third tier uh, SEO and making sure that you're placing. It can seem like a costly investment at first, but like I said, there's a reason people spend money on SEO. What I've found, not true for everyone, but generally your return on any SEO Will be greater than you see with paid ads. So, just a nice little stat there as well.
0: Mm. Real quick, I have a quick question on the client. What exactly are they doing, or you're doing for them to, you know, what I mean, with SEO? Yeah, so we're doing
1: quite a few different things with them. Um, we'll chat about some of these fundamentals. It's it's really been for the most part locking in the fundamentals first but making sure that they're registered on all local business directories. These are Google My Business, um, Yelp, Yellow Pages, believe it or not, WebMD, ZocDoc, all of these places where folks are generally looking for um, you know, where they're going to find their dental home. And then kind of next step would be really keying in on keywords, making sure that we're, you know, in the dental world, There are more clinical names and there are the names that people are actually searching for a specific service and lining up those two is super important. So, um, you know, just to say, I think a lot of folks would call, you know, the full mouth reconstruction veneers, that sort of thing. Uh, In the clinical realm, it is a full mouth reconstruction. But what are your patients calling that when they search in Google? (laughs) Typically, they're calling it smile makeover. Maybe they're calling a full set of veneers, that sort of thing. So important that we're aligning our practices names with what our, our patients are calling those specific services. Gotcha. Okay, awesome. A lot of folks see SEO as that golden city in the distance that it's going to solve all of their problems in a candy. Mm-hmm. But there are a few items that you need to dial in before you invest large sums of money into creating tons and tons of content. So I always recommend don't put the cart before the horse. Um, before you think about diving into a large scale SEO project, first, make sure that you've taken care of the basics. First step in that is making sure that you're providing a really good user experience for patients and potential patients when they come to your, uh, to your website. So does your website load quickly? One really actionable step here, and probably the most overlooked step, is simply compressing all of your images to reduce their file sizes before you put them on your website. This will maintain the resolution of your image. So it's still nice, crisp, beautiful image, but it reduces the file size. So when folks are browsing on your site, they're not having really long page load times. Uh, The longer you make people wait, the quicker it is that they may, uh, they may bounce. So one free image compression software that I use is called OptiMozilla. Website is www.imagecompressor.com. Really Mm. easy to remember. And like I said, that is the most overlooked piece of websites today is just reducing your, your media content file size as much as
0: possible. That's true. Because then we like, you know what I mean? If it takes forever, we just bounce. Bounce Yeah, reconsider.
1: Interesting. Yeah, okay. you've got like three hundred milliseconds, I think, is the number before people potentially start bouncing. If your page takes a long time to load, they're out of there.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. I do that. <laughs> so I get it. I get it.
1: Yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay. And then Does your website feel fresh and modern? I think we've all been to those dental websites that look like they were built 10 15. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were a patient, would you stick around to learn more about your practice? And does it look like it was built and updated recently? I think folks, mine and your age, Michael, millennials are really looking for that you know, fresh and modern feel. And we are beginning to take up more and more of the market share as we become more established. Mm-hmm. so it's important that you're speaking to the folks that will ultimately be walking through your doors. Um, Hitting them not only with compelling content, but with compelling visuals as well. Next up, is your website mobile-friendly? This seems like a gimme, but it's not always the case. I know we've all been to websites that aren't really mobile-optimized or they don't give the best mobile experience. Another one of our our dental clients, their site is trafficked by roughly 60% on mobile. So Mm -hmm. more often than not for them, Uh, users are browsing on their phones, maybe on a tablet. And so it's important that that same experience they would get on desktop is modified for a mobile experience so that they can book directly from their phone. You know, we're always kind of out on the go, need to be able to book directly from our phone, maybe even on the couch.
0: Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, mobile, I feel like I'm always on. Like For me, I think it's 50-50, but for a lot of other people, it's more higher up there you know what i mean
1: definitely Mm -hmm. are you speaking to your patients uh or potential patients pain points and really big one do you have broken links or 404 pages you know i think we've all been to those sites not necessarily just dental websites but sites in general where you click thinking you're going to go somewhere and it ends up popping up with the 404 oops this page does not exist i mean usually the first thing i do at that point go somewhere else. So um, those are like super, super basic. But um, what those are going to do is not only improve your patient experience, but validate to Google that you have taken care of the basics so that it can then move your domain authority up, give you that opportunity to rank because it knows you have taken care of the basics to uh, provide a good user experience.
0: Hi. Okay. This is good. So these are the basic steps we need to take, the foundations that you were talking about, right? With the client um, that they need to implement and then just build upon that.
1: Yeah. So next step, we're still very much in the basics. Um, I always like to make sure that we're locking in that foundation before we move on to the next step. And it's really very simple, but are you, your patients able to find the information that they need? So we talked a little bit about this on um, the Monday morning marketing episode, but talking about the very specific dental services that you offer. So calling out exams and cleanings, calling out restorative services, whether that's fillings, crowns, those sorts of things, Invisalign, if that is a service that you offer. And then I think another opportunity is, depending on your practice, if you also do pediatric dentistry, say that. Um, If you're a full service, full family dental practice, let folks know, because then, you know, you've not only got mom and dad through the door, but you also have their children because they know they can come one-stop shop and have all of their dental needs taken care of. This is where we start to get into some of our SEO is this allows you to rank for some of those keywords. So if I'm in Austin, Texas, and I say I need a, a dental exam or Um, teeth cleaning in Austin, Texas, you're going to then begin to rank for those keywords because you've included them on your site. Next step, uh, let them know how to book an appointment or how to get in touch to do so. If they can't figure out how to book or they can't figure out how to get in touch, I can guarantee that your competition has made it easy for them to do so and they will schedule with them because it's, it's, it's easier. And last but not least, once again, a throwback to our last episode is just letting folks know what insurance types you accept. So this positions you as the expert that you're answering the questions that they have so that you can minimize that friction as much much as possible. Really, at the end of the day, you can drive all the traffic in the world to your website with SEO. But if your website doesn't function at a basic level or it's clunky, user experience is not good, that traffic is ultimately lost and that marketing budget that you spent was all in vain. So that's why I always recommend take care of the
0: fundamentals up top and then you can dial in everything else from there. Gotcha, okay. Quick question I have with all this. Let's just say we're, we're all listening. We're like, okay, I have these fundamentals on check. I think I do... I let my agency know, and then they're like, yeah, you do, right? All these things. Where do we start dropping the ball where it's like, well, why am I still on page number seven or eight or, you know what I mean? Kind of thing.
1: I mean, that is really going to be very specific for each individual site. You know, you have to look at things like, where's my domain authority rating? Where's my competition at in my local market? So are we ranking for the same keywords? Are we looking at totally different keywords? Do they have more or less content than I do? That sort of thing. But something that's become increasingly more important is something called backlinks. So it is when you think about hanging out with people that are in the know or that have a solid authority, whether it's in real life or on the internet, what we're trying to do is get our authority in line with them. So how you can do that is get links from other websites that do have that authority, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a few minutes, but getting registered on local business registries, Google My Business, Yelp, your Facebook profile. So getting as much traction, as much inbound traffic back to your website as possible from other sources is key. And that's um, becoming more and more important for the Google algorithm is um, backlinks and domain authority. Gotcha. All right, man. Sounds good. So any final pieces of advice for this? Not on the basics. Now we can dive into the fundamentals of SEO. What do you think? Yeah, let's dive into it. So we've taken care of the basics. So what does Google look for in order to rank your website and move you further up on their search rankings? We've talked a little bit about page load speed, mobile optimization, simple and easy navigation. The next items on your list should be tracking and analytics. So first step before you do anything else, register your site with Google Search Console. Most agencies, most studios that you're working with will take care of this for you automatically. But if you're building your site yourself, definitely want to make sure that you do this on your own. You can do this by going to search.google.com and registering your site with Google Search Console. This essentially lets Google know this is a real site. You can um, send your Google robots over here and comb our content. And most web builders make this super, super easy. So all it'll do is just spit out a code that you need to drop into your website builder settings so that you can essentially activate that. We'll chat a little bit maybe about analytics and that sort of thing. But this will also be your hub for tracking your search performance down the road. Okay. Next up, once again, tracking in analytics. Make sure that you have set your site up with Google Analytics. This is simply at analytics.google.com. And this will allow you to track what your users are doing on your website. You can then make informed decisions on how to improve it. Next up, we've kind of addressed this a little bit, but... Make sure you register your dental practice with your Google business page and complete all relevant information. So make sure you've got a practice logo, you've added your address, you've added the hours that you're open, and then a few images. So do not use stock images here. Make sure you're using um, shots of, you know, your dental, like, inside of your studio, potentially, if you have any some shots with patients, shots of your uh, your doctors on staff, maybe your hygienists as well. Make sure they're fun, exciting, engaging. This will really validate your website as well as your practice with Google so that you can then begin moving up those search rankings. Set up your Facebook business page with all the, uh, the items that we spoke about. And then a really big one, and honestly something that even I had overlooked until recently, is making sure that you're registering with all of the local directories, so Yelp, WebMD, ZocDoc, anywhere that folks might go to look for, you know, finding a dental home, you want to make sure that you're registered there because it's all about getting your name out there as much as possible so that you can get that traffic back to your site. This can be done fairly easily through a tool called SEMrush, Simrush. They have a listing management tool. I think it's around $20 a month per individual location, you drop in all your information there. Literally, it's just a form that you fill out and they'll push you out to, I believe it's like 65, 68 directories that will help build those backlinks that we were just talking about, but then also put you on the directories that folks are typically
0: poking around on for their dental services. All right, man. Sounds good. So anything deeper that we need to dive into when it comes to that? Nothing on that side,
1: but now we get into the fun part of keyword optimization, planning, that sort of thing. So you can use once again, tools like Simrush, Ahrefs, Google Keyword Planner to define relevant dental keywords in your market. And you can also examine the keywords that your competition is also placing for so that you can then begin building these keywords into your content so that you can, of course, compete with uh, the folks who are ranking higher than you are. Compile this list and then begin planning your content and adding those keywords in where you can. Once again, I always recommend to do this on your core site before you really think about building out blog content because you want to make sure that your core site, homepage, services page, contact about those are solid before you really start building out tons of content. But it's extremely important that you have keyword plan built into your core site. And why do I kind of recommend getting the core piece of your site done? If you have a ton of blog content, but your patients can't figure out what they need to on your individual services or homepage, kind of goes back to you can drive a ton of traffic, but ultimately it will be lost.
0: So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome, man. Okay. So these are the things we need to start looking at and implementing when it comes to SEO, right? Especially if you want to build that, that basic, the layout formula. And then from that point on, kind of continue to build and build and build with the agency or with you, right? Whoever uh, we can utilize, because that takes up a lot of time. I feel like if it was just one person alone trying to do all that, or the practice owner working on the teeth and then and doing it, right? So awesome, man. Any final words or advice
1: you'd like to give our listeners? No, just make sure that you are tracking and analyzing all of your, um, all of your work. As we talked about Search Console and analytics, really, really valuable for tracking all of your work that you're doing. So make sure to, to benchmark your performance.
0: Awesome, Josh. I appreciate your time. And if anyone has further questions, you can definitely find them in the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group, or where can they reach out to you directly?
1: So our website is www.hmpsn.studio. So just my last name with no vowels. And um, we have got an upcoming blog post about all things dental SEO. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Awesome.
0: Thank you, Josh, for being with me on this Monday morning marketing episode.
1: Thanks so much, Michael.